Hey there, Shelly from Hairbiz Box, saving salon owners time and money by giving them the tools to run a successful salon one box at a time. Marketing, business and education is our priority. You're listening to Getting Busy With It. June has finished and that's a wrap on finance, money, money, money. This was an area I was absolutely terrible with. At the start, one of my biggest mistakes I made And this, I would love to save you guys the stress and the sleepless nights. So back in the day, I'd open my door each week as well as each day and I would pray that we would make money. And when a large bill would come in, I'd say to my staff, make as much money as you can, sell, sell, sell. Until one day, I was sitting in my accountant's office, possibly with a shoebox full of receipts. I was terrible. And he sat down, he goes, Shelley, so how much does it cost you to open your doors each week? That was my response. I looked at him and said, well, that's your job. I hate numbers. He stared at me and said, well, why are you even in business? If you don't know your numbers and you don't know how much money you're going to make, why are you in business? And I just shrugged and I felt so stupid. Obviously, my head dropped. So he goes, I'm going to give you homework. And he gave me a box of highlighters, a calculator and said, Shelly, off you go. I want you to highlight the last three months of bank statements in your outgoings. And we had to categorize it into stock, wages, utilities, example, water and electricity, all your insurances, right down to the small things like magazines. Yeah, we had magazines then, or chocolates that went onto the side of the coffee. So off I go, went home, printed off all my receipts, and oh my gosh, this was the best thing I've ever done. It was such an eye-opener to my salon. A, we wasted a lot of money. B, Our biggest expense was our wages. You might have known that, but I was always like, get down on the stock, don't spend so much on the stock. C, to actually open our doors wasn't that expensive. We were wasting so much money in areas that we should not have been. Our outgoings were way too high. So after I added up the three months, he then told us to divide it by 12, like the 12 weeks in the three months. And this gave us the exact dollars on average, it costs to open my salon doors each week. Then I could break it down into days, possibly even every hours. And then I knew every week, guys, this is how much we may have to make to start making money. So then after that, I actually made a test and measure sheet. The reason why we do this is if someone comes to you, I always use this as an example. If someone comes to you and says, Shelly, how do you get to Timbuktu? First thing I always say, well, where are you? Where are you first to understand where you're going to go? So in order to grow my salon and grow my profits, I needed to know where I was sitting and I tested it and measured everything. So I, did, I got a piece of paper and I divided it into seven rows across and seven rows down, six rows, no, seven rows down. Started off with how many clients per week would come into our salon. Number two, number of new clients per week. Three, number of retail units sold. Four, number of rebooks. Five, number of treatments. And the most important was your average docket bill. Now, to work out your average docket bill, you do your total turnover, dollars, divided by how many clients came in. Now, this was important for your staff to test and measure and to gauge where they're sitting within the salon. So the average docket bill used to have to sit around the same or higher than what the salons were to gauge where they were sitting. But it became, over time, for the six weeks, it became a contest to go up next bigger, higher, 
higher each week. And as a Colette Salon Collective team, it was fun to do because it hung in our back room and we all got to look at it every single day. So we used to have our staff meeting on a Friday, yep, the most busiest day, and we'd all talk about the figures and we'd pump them up in this staff meeting to try and bring home Friday and Saturday, our two biggest days, to grow on these figures so that we'd finish off strong. The other thing is as well is the number of new clients we like to know coming into our salon. Was our marketing working? Is How are they coming in there? We like to hone in on that because if our number of new clients dropped off, we had to pick up our marketing and keep our marketing going. And how many clients per week? Another one that was really, really important was our rebookings. So when we did our rebookings as a collective, as a salon, and then when the team members had their target sheets out as a rebooking, you might have had Mary Jo. Her rebookings only ever sat around 30%. So then when you did your one-on-one meetings with Mary Jo, you'd sit down and say, talk to me about your rebookings. How come they're low? Because the average is 50% sitting at the salon. And we'd know that from our test and measuring sheets. So Mary would say, I don't know, people just don't want to rebook with me. So then you would have a look at her work. Is it her work? That's what's why they didn't want to come back. Is it her customer service? Is she not rapportable? Um, have a good rapport with the client, so to speak. Or the third thing is she just actually doesn't know how to ask or the time within the service of when to ask for the rebooking. So we like to talk about the rebooking at the start of the service when you're talking about doing the hair. So if you're taking Jess, a blonde and she's like a level five just do you realize that you will have to come in every five to six weeks to maintain this regrowth would that be okay with you so what i'm going to do is put this down six weeks on your re on your data sheet and we'll rebook that at the end how does that sound great generally after we get the color on i'd walk to the front desk look at the date come back to jess and say jess i've got a vacancy on this date here would you like to take that Yes, fabulous, boom. When you're doing it at the end, they're already checked out. They've been there for two, two and a half hours. They just want to get home. They want to go and do what they want to do. So they're checked out. You'll never gain a rebooking at the end of the appointment. Well, you're not saying never, but with the whole service, you're better off to do it at the beginning or during. Okay, the other thing that we did also average docket bills up. Another small thing that we changed when we were looking at these numbers was A, the stock level. So our stock level, we tried to always keep never above the 18%. If it went above the 18%, we knew that we were A, wasting stock. But this was another small thing that got pointed out while doing this homework to work out my numbers. A, so my mum, I'm going to use my mum as an example, not that she ever paid to get her hair done, but my mum, as an example, has the thickest, shortest head of hair. So whenever we did her hair, obviously we used a large amount of colour, obviously because she had a lot of hair. My hair was below my ears, but I didn't have a lot of hair. She would use more product and get charged as a short hair client. I would have medium length hair and I'd get charged as a medium length client. So then we sat down in our staff meeting. We're like, right, guys, we're going to charge per mils that we use. So if you do a regrowth tint and it's 30 and 30 mils, you charge this amount. There could be Tammy who comes in every 12 weeks and we're charging her a regrowth tint, but her regrowth tint is actually double the amount that you would use for the 30 and 30. So we changed our structure of charging. We started charging per mils. So my mum would get charged for the mils that she used instead of for being for a short hair. Regrowth tint, you got charged for the amount of mils that you use. So it would be 30 and 30, charge you for this amount. If you use 60 and 60, you charge this. So it was more an incentive to get the clients coming in more often. So A, after we changed this, A, our profit margins grew. B, the clients had a clear understanding on how they were getting charged. They weren't just plucked a number out. Oh, yep, we're going to charge you with this. They were actually given quantities that they were going to charge. 
So after you do your homework with your 12 weeks, your three months bank statement divided by 12 weeks, your testing and measuring sheet, and actually start to take notice how much you're spending on your stock bill. Your stock bill shouldn't really come above the 18%. So if you're looking at that, you will have a clearer, clearer understanding. So we have a free testing measuring sheet on our website, download it, start testing, measuring, get the highlighters out, know your numbers, know your numbers down to your average docket bill, and then figure out about your charging. And this will give you a clear understanding of where you're at and what you need to change. So till next week, get to know your numbers and get busy with it. Thank you for listening to Getting Busy With It. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review.